A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete. Stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? In this episode, we're going to be talking about the best vegan foods for fat loss. So, super pumped, Honors. Oh, yeah. Food is always a good topic. <laughs> yeah, Honors especially loves fat loss nutrition because that's his favorite favorite uh, form of eating <laughs> well it, it's not only because i do not like to, to consume a lot of uh, like a lot of like calories uh but i like to be creative in this area you know so i don't know it's kind of a a game to me <laughs> yeah well i'm glad we got a uh, vegan fat loss nutrition expert on the uh podcast so oh yeah this will be good so uh yeah i think it's really important to always look at nutrition through the first through the lens of energy balance and understand the fundamental law of fat loss, which is you must burn more energy than you consume to achieve fat loss. So this is called a caloric deficit. And over the course of a period of time, which is usually measured on a daily basis, a caloric deficit is achieved when the sum of calories expended. So the total calories that you're burning in a 24 hour period is greater than the sum of the calories calories that you are consuming from the food and drink that you are are having. So while calories are the most important part when it comes to fat loss success, it's also important to be sure that you are eating adequate amounts of protein for supporting lean muscle mass, carbs for energy and dietary fat for your hormones and health. So if you'd like to learn more about macros, we're not going to really go into why all three macros are so important, but if you want to learn more about them, I'd recommend listening to our episode titled, What Are Macros and Why Are They So Important? Um, we also have a free vegan macro calculator on our website that you can use to calculate your customized macro targets. If you're not sure what kind of macro targets you should be following, uh, it just really takes the guesswork out of it, makes it super simple. So you can just head to theveganjim.com and uh, I will help you calculate those for free. So once you go through our calculator, we're going to uh, tell you exactly how many grams of protein, carbs, and dietary fat you should be consuming to accomplish your primary fitness goal. Um, so whether that's fat loss or building muscle or whatever kind of your primary fitness goal is, we'll tell you, uh, what kind of diet you should be consuming to accomplish that goal. And then once you have your macro targets, all you have to do is track what you eat and total your macros throughout the day. So you can basically eat whatever you want. As long as you hit your macro targets, that's the beauty of flexible dieting, which is really an awesome, it's an, it's not a diet. It's just like a really flexible way of eating. And you can basically eat whatever you want as long as you hit your macro targets. Um, a few things that I would suggest, most people, when they start tracking macros, they think that they kind of have to be exactly like gram for gram um, in, in making sure that they're hitting their macro macronutrient targets. Um, we generally recommend that you be within plus or minus 10 grams per macronutrient. So plus or minus 10 grams of protein, carbs, and dietary fats. Um, so that's 
where you should kind of be in that range for the macros. And then as far as calories go, if you are focusing on fat loss, you should be about plus or minus 50 calories, kind of in that uh, 100 calorie range around your uh, targets calorie intake. And then if you're bulking, you can be a little bit, uh, uh, have a larger range of about, uh, plus or minus a hundred calories. So those are kind of our general targets. You don't have to be exactly on the dot when it comes to each macro target or your exact number of calories that you're supposed to consume in a given day. So there's some flexibility there, but uh, yeah, you just go through the day, uh, track your macros, and basically that's, um, that's what flexible dieting is all about. So the reason that we're all, that we are so interested in flexible dieting, that's what we focus on, is that it, we believe that diets based on deprivation are inherently flawed. So that's what most diets are kind of focused on. They're saying you can't have this and you can eat this or you need to not have any carbs and you just need to be keto or whatever it is. <laughs> And those, I, I think that uh, the long-term sustainability part of nutrition is absolutely crucial for seeing long-term results. So that's why we just love the concept of flexible dieting. There's lots of flexibility in deciding what you want to eat based on the kinds of foods that you enjoy. But with that being said, your health is also vital to um, kind of focus on. Like you don't want to just have junk food all the time and hit your macros. So that's why we believe that it's important to consume at least 80% of your daily calories from nutritious whole plant foods that you enjoy consuming. And beyond serving your health, nutritious whole plant foods also tend to have a lower caloric density, which is kind of the main component of what makes a food really beneficial for fat loss mm -hmm. because the lower the caloric density, the uh, more volume for a given number of calories. And it allows you to feel like you're eating a lot of food while getting uh, fewer calories than most other foods, which is going to uh, encourage you to shred fat while you're not feeling hungry. So that is, is kind of a really important um, principle behind. I, th I think that's the what a lot of people don't realize is like you can be fully satiated and full and still lose body fat. Yeah. I can't tell you the number of clients we've worked with who have just said like, I can't eat a, all of it. They're on a fat loss nutrition <laughs> program and they just can't yeah. eat all the food in it. They're saying, Oh, can we just reduce, <laughs> can we take some food out? And there, that's there, there's a video of, uh, that I made, uh, that's on our YouTube and it, it was, I think it was like 671 calories for five pounds of food that I had. Um, and it was just this massive salad, but that it wasn't, it's not five like five pounds. Yeah. Wow. It was, it wasn't like a bland, like, uh, bland salad that what you would think would be for fat loss. It was just like, it had all these different things in amazing, like dressings. It's like, if you just strategize and create these recipes, it's just like, you're, it's so easy to shred body Yeah, you just fat. need to be a little creative. Like lots of people when they transition from an omnivorous diet to a vegan diet, they say, oh, I can only have tree bark and leaves. I got my no, cucumber just, and carrots. Why don't you just like re like yeah. once and then once you start doing it for a while, you realize, oh, actually this opens up a whole different array of like culinary experiences and things that I can enjoy yeah. and new foods that I'm learning about. The same thing happens when you shift from thinking about um, – for example, like with that salad, 
saying, oh, I'm going to go buy the salad dressing at the grocery store versus, hey, what can I create? I've got some lime here. I've got some balsamic vinegar. I can just like yeah, start Yeah, I, I made this amazing thing with like silken tofu. It was like a creamy dressing um, and it was just delicious, you know? Yeah. But I think it was 1.7 pounds, not five pounds. Okay. So I want I to clarify. Pretty heavy. I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something ridiculous, though, for the amount of calories that it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a heck of a lot of food. So, yeah, basically, that's kind of the, the primary thing that we're looking at is uh, caloric density when it comes to choosing these foods. But also, you want to be sure that you're balancing caloric density, like a lower caloric density, with a kind of optimal uh, macronutrient profile. So, uh, consuming calorically sparse foods such as vegetables can have a profound positive impact on your satiety, which tends to greatly improve your adherence and enjoyment of dieting. If you're feeling hungry all the time, you're not going to be able to stick with it long term. You can maybe just kind of grit it out for a few days or a few weeks, but eventually you're going to um, you're going to just fall off and then probably consume all the foods you were craving initially, uh, kind of through that period. And then you're just going to gain all the weight back. That's what we see happen a lot. And that's not what we want, uh, you to experience when you're focusing on fat loss. So, uh, as we said, while caloric intake is important, macros are ultimately more important for achieving your ideal body composition. So after you go through our macro calculator and get your macro targets, you need to create a meal plan that's filled with macro friendly foods to hit your macro targets each day. And the term macro friendly, which is something that we've thrown around a lot in these podcasts, basically just specifies how well a particular food helps you to hit your macro targets. So for example, my macro targets are relatively high in protein and carbs and lower in dietary fat. So macro friendly foods for me would be relatively high in protein and carbs and relatively low in dietary fats. So for example, I could add some guacamole or just some av avocados into my macro targets for the day, but a medium sized avocado has 21 grams of dietary fat with very little protein. So while an avocado is a healthy food and it's a healthy source of dietary fat, it's not a very macro friendly food for what I'm trying to accomplish. Additionally, one of my favorite high protein foods is tofu, which is also high in dietary fats. And if I eat too much dietary fat from healthy foods like avocado, or seeds and nuts, then I might not have enough dietary fat left over in my macro targets to spend on high protein foods like tofu. So you can kind of think of macro tracking, like at the beginning of every single day, you have a daily allowance of a certain number of grams of protein, carbs, and dietary fats, and you just need to be conscious of how you're spending those uh, different macros throughout the day. So along the same lines, there are many plant foods like almonds and chia seeds that are packed with nutrition, but they're also packed with calories. So if you eat too many of these calorie packed foods, then your portion sizes will be small and you're probably going to spend each day feeling hungry. So basically the goal is to consume nutritious foods with high volume and a low caloric density and also really making sure to hit your uh, protein target as well because that's kind of the most important macronutrient when it comes to body recomposition. So that's basically the goal and you should definitely 
uh, be adding some of these other foods that you crave into your nutrition program. Maybe that's a little bit of chocolate or some guacamole or whatever that is. You can add that into your nutrition plan and just make sure that you account for it in your macro targets. But don't go throughout the day and just kind of randomly grab stuff. And then at the end of the day, realize that there's basically no food that's going to enable you to uh, kind of round out your macros uh, based on what you have at the end of the day. So I recommend uh, creating a list of your go-to foods. That's the best way to avoid the kind of hunger trap and not knowing what you should be consuming. So creating a list of your go-to fat loss foods is also the first step to creating recipes and a meal plan that will ensure you consistently hit your macro targets every single day and achieve your fitness goals. So to help you accomplish this, we're just gonna run through a bunch of our favorite fat loss foods and try to give you some tips for the foods that you should be choosing as well if your goal is fat loss. So these foods don't have any magical fat loss powers. They're not like extra fat burning foods or it's something like, like you that. You eat it and you lose all the fat. Yeah, that's not how it goes. <laughs> but uh, these foods do help you to build a properly structured diet that enables you to consistently shred body fat without feeling hungry and also making sure that you're keeping your health in mind and your lean body mass uh, kind of maintained or preferably kind of gaining some lean body mass uh, through this process as well. So you can choose to use some of these foods that we talk about in your own list, um, or you can choose some other foods, but uh, just kind of keep in mind the principles that we're running through um, as we discuss these. So first, we want to talk about our vegan fat loss protein sources. That's the first thing that we're looking for when it comes to kind of building a nutrition plan. I always build nutrition plans around the protein source first. So the best uh, fat loss protein sources are lentils, tempeh, tofu, seitan, textured vegetable protein and edamame pasta, which is also just kind of uh, soy. Oh, I have not had that in so long. Edamame pasta? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That used to be your go-to. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> that is literally my go-to shredding food. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's pretty awesome. You, you have to look at, uh, do you remember the brand name? Of the one that you... Explore Cuisine. Explore Cuisine, yeah. yeah. So that one's really good. I would never and, forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that... that uh, All these foods are really great. You can pick the ones that, that you most prefer. They're just kind of a handful of the kind of high protein foods that are that are great for fat loss. But it's really important that you're focusing on building your... A nutrition plan around your protein source because generally speaking a higher protein uh, a higher protein intake is highly beneficial to fat loss first of all protein allows you to feel more satiated there's a satiation effect from consuming protein and second of all it's really important to maintain your lean muscle mass and kind of target body fat for uh, for being burned and not uh, kind of lose any lean muscle through the process of fat loss. So for those two reasons, it's really important to be sure that you're hitting your protein intake. And that's why I like to always build nutrition plans uh, kind of around protein sources first. So I kind of put the protein sources in first and then I find out how much I have left in terms of remaining carbohydrates and dietary fat grams. So there are also plenty of other macro-friendly vegan meat and dairy alternatives that you can include in your meal plan, but these products are generally expensive. They're generally very highly processed. 
you can certainly add them. It's totally fine to do that. Uh, but it, uh, these are the more kind of like wholesome sources of, uh, of protein that you can choose. Um, so you're going to, you're, you'll probably realize that eating a high protein diet on a caloric deficit without using protein powder is difficult. It depends on how you structure your diet and it is possible to consume a, um, a high protein fat loss nutrition program without, uh, adding in protein powder, but it's generally difficult. And I, when I do focus on fat loss, I consume a few servings of protein powder per day, whether, um, I actually do that whether i'm losing fat or focusing on building muscle yeah i only take one scoop a day when i'm shredding fat so it's yeah you you don't don't even have to have that much it doesn't even need to be a few servings just that extra 20 25 grams of protein can really go a long way to building out uh your nutrition program so there are many reasons that i recommend uh considering using protein powder there are lots of nutritious protein powders and protein powder uh, from plant-based sources is not uh, detrimental to your health in any way. So there are many reasons I recommend using protein powder. For one, it's super convenient. You can make macro-friendly uh, recipes and protein shakes and stuff on the go. Uh, protein powder also has amazing macros. So most high protein vegan foods are also high in carbohydrates such as lentils or they're high in dietary fats such as tofu. There aren't too many high protein vegan foods that don't have, uh, carbs or dietary fats, um, in pretty significant quantities. So it can be very helpful to have a protein source in your diet that is almost entirely protein to boost your protein intake without adding a bunch of calories or starting to eat into your, uh, your allowances for carbs and dietary fat. And then also protein powder can help to add flavor. If you get the right protein powder, I, um, have been using, uh, this uh, peanut butter protein powder uh, from Bear Performance Nutrition, and I absolutely love it. It's really great. I would uh, recommend it. I've tried. I've tried at least fifty uh, vegan protein powders at this point. We've, yeah. We both have. <laughs> yeah. Lots of protein powders, and that's that's the one that I prefer. So you can uh, True Nutrition is also great. Uh, I know you like Plant Fusion, so there are a bunch of options that you can choose from. So even though I use protein powder and I highly recommend that you do so as well, it uh, doesn't necessarily need to be something in your list because there are lots of different um, there are lots of different factors to kind of consider there. And also these, uh, different vegan protein powders all have different macros and geographic availability. So depending on what's uh, kind of available in your area and what you need to be using to kind of fill in the gaps of your nutrition plan, you can go ahead and, uh, and look for, um, a, a protein powder. So I just recommend that you do some research and choose, choose a protein powder from an honest company that cares about sourcing wholesome quality ingredients. Uh, the, the companies that we mentioned all do that. And it is uh, pretty important to be sure that you know where your protein powder is coming from. So now that we've talked about protein, which is kind of the first thing that you should really nail down when it comes to your fat loss nutrition, let's shift our focus from protein to carbohydrates. So we base most fat loss meals around main protein sources and veggies, but you should fit some healthy carbs into your eating plan as well. And here's just kind of a brief list of our favorite fat loss carb sources. So we've got quinoa, sweet potatoes, brown rice, oats, buckwheat, and teff. These are all really kind of wholesome uh, carbohydrate sources that also have a fairly decent amount of protein. So 
just because quinoa has a high protein intake doesn't mean that it's uh that's a protein source uh for example one cook uh one cup of cooked quinoa uh, has 8.1 grams of protein and then 39.4 grams of carbohydrates. So yeah, it's a good protein source, but at the end of the day, it's a carbohydrate source. It's not a protein source. So just be sure that you're, uh, really looking at the macro profiles of these different, uh, foods before you add them into your, your meal plan. So you're going to want to choose wholesome high carb foods and limit your consumption of highly processed high carb foods like cereal, bread, crackers, chips. You can certainly add those things into a fat loss nutrition program if you would like to, but uh, generally speaking, sticking with more wholesome uh, carb sources is going to be best. So you can certainly fit any foods that you want into your fat loss plan um, as long as they fit your macros. But again, your health and satiety are important considerations, and that's why these wholesome carb sources are generally best. So carbohydrate sources such as sweet potatoes and whole grains are full of fiber and digest slowly to make you feel satiated for longer. They're also relatively high in protein compared to most highly processed high carb foods, which will help you to reach your protein uh, macro target as well. So the, uh, all the foods that we listed are pretty good for um, those wholesome carb choices. Fruits and veggies are also great foods to add to your vegan fat loss meal plan. We're going to cover those next. Generally speaking, the more vegetables you eat, the better, both for your health and also for accomplishing your fat loss goals. As I mentioned earlier, basically how I build meal plans when it comes to fat loss nutrition is I have my main protein sources and then I try to fit as many veggies in there as possible. And then I kind of round out the rest of my nutrition plan uh, after I have those things locked in. So I have the, the protein intake locked in and then I have the, um, the, low caloric density foods, uh, to add lots of volume. So I'm not feeling hungry. And I do that primarily by, uh, adding vegetables. So nearly all vegetables are good additions to your fat loss meal plan, but here are my favorites. Um, we've got kale, spinach, broccoli, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. I know that you're really into cabbage. You just I make love like cabbage, make huge. Yeah. <laughs> you actually have been doing like stir fried cabbage stuff. I, I've like been more cooking of like Asian cabbage. Dishes. Yeah, it's been really, really good. Yeah, like a stir fry kind of thing. Well, it's just cooked cabbage. That's it. Oh, that okay. it's just been a side. Yeah, so yeah. it's just super low calorie. You can add like I add a little sriracha, like pe salt, pepper. You know, it's like and then it's good to go. It's delicious and a little yeah. balsamic, and then it's like delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, you can make so many interesting kind of recipes and stuff yeah. by just experimenting in the kitchen. So, uh, veggies don't have to be boring. Well, um, uh, and you don't people, need to add lots of oil either. People assume with a diet that everything does need to be boring. Like, like you don't, you can't explore, you can't have the, the creativity, um, just because they associate with just like calories. Um, but there are definitely hacks that you can do to make things taste amazing um, uh, and still hit your targets. Yeah, totally. So although veggies are low in calories, they do still count towards your macro targets for the day. So it is something that you should be tracking. But given their low caloric density, you can basically eat as many veggies as you want. Um, even on a caloric deficit, you're likely going to get full by eating veggies before you surpass your calorie target. So if you're just like what you were talking about with that huge thing of food for 600 whatever calories. Yeah, I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, it's There's like a no ton way. of volume and then 
you're just, you get full before you can even finish it. And that's, uh, that's a huge hack when it comes to, uh, accomplishing fat loss without feeling miserable. So just keep in mind as you're going through and picking your vegetables to add to your fat loss nutrition program, that there are some veggies that are relatively high in calories like carrots. Uh, so you really need to track everything you eat. Just be conscious of what is included in different veggies. Uh, another one that trips people up is, uh, like fruits and stuff. So we'll go through and talk about that next. Lots of people think fruits are super healthy, which they are, but you need to be conscious they of how many calories quick. you're yeah. consuming when it comes to fat loss. So you just need to be more careful with fruit than vegetables. And that's just because fruits have far more cal are just far more calorie dense than veggies. So you probably can't just eat as much fruit as you want. Um, but still I absolutely love fruit. I try to squeeze as much fruit as I can into my fat loss macros when I'm shredding. Um, so here's a list of the fruits that I found to be best for losing fats that are some of the less calorie dense, uh, fruits. So berries, I absolutely love berries. Uh, basically any kind of berry, uh, they're all really great. I love having blueberries in my oatmeal. Um, another great one is grapefruits. Uh, we have apples, kiwi, uh, honeydew, watermelon. These are all have uh, really relatively low caloric densities um, within the realm of fruits. So there are many other really great fat loss fruits beyond this. You can add whatever fruit you want to add into your nutrition program, but you just have to be conscious of what the macros are. And the reason that we have chosen these specifically is because they have generally a lower caloric density and I also like these ones. So yeah, kiwi are there, is so good. Yeah. You're, you're just, uh, you have lots of kiwi. When you I shred, eat a actually. ton of kiwi. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's pretty good. Sometimes it makes my tongue feel a little weird, but, uh, I know you don't have that problem. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard other people have that problem. So I don't know. I don't think I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> So another one, avocados. Uh, yes, avocados are a fruit and they are delicious and nutritious, but they're also really high in fat and high in calories. Uh, so just be really conscious of how much avocado you're including in your meal plan. Dried fruits can be especially dangerous. Basically anything that has a low water content uh, starts to pack some serious calories. So that's why, that's why whole foods, generally speaking, are so, uh, kind of great for fat loss because you're consuming lots of volume, uh, and, and most of that volume is just coming from the water content of those foods. So when you dry out fruits and you just have basically the carbohydrates with no kind of volume with, with water, that becomes especially dangerous. So dried figs, dates, raisins, other dried fruits, they are healthy and yes, they're delicious, but they're also packed with calories. So when you're losing fat, I recommend that you stick to raw fruits with local or densities that you enjoy eating. And that, um, that's kind of the best way to go about it. So now we've got the main protein sources locked in. We have, um, uh, the veggies kind of as the second part to that. And, uh, you can add some carbohydrates and maybe some of those carbs are coming from fruits. 
Um, beyond that, uh, you, you're probably going to be hitting your dietary fat intake, uh, with all of those foods, because generally speaking, kind of a lower dietary fat intake is, uh, generally best for fat loss success. And you don't need a ton of dietary fat to, uh, maintain healthy hormone production and maintain, um, a really kind of healthy, uh, a, a really high degree of health. So you probably don't need to like purposely seek out foods with dietary fat, like nuts, avocado seeds like that. And those are also packed with calories. So that, uh, so it's just easier to stick with the high protein things and stick with like fruits and, uh, especially veggies. So that's what I would recommend. But if you do need to add a little bit of extra dietary fat in there, you can throw in, uh, some almonds or some avocado or something like that to kind of round out your macros. But with that being said, I would recommend that you consider taking an omega-3 supplement. So according to the world's leading nutrition authorities, we should uh, be consuming an additional 250 milligrams of preformed EPA and DHA daily, which can easily be obtained from an algae oil uh, supplement. So that's something that I take every single day. That's basically the only uh, kind of form of oil that I consume and kind of the only real high, uh, high fat source that I consume. It doesn't even, it's just like 10 calories for, for the supplement. But I, I just, um, that's basically the only kind of dietary fat thing that I would recommend including. So those are kind of the best meals and, or the best kind of, uh, ingredients that you should be looking for the best foods. Um, but with all this being said, it's really important that you are tracking everything that you eat. So, uh, if you track your macros very carefully when you're working to lose fat, then you are guaranteed to get results. And if you do not carefully track your macros, then I can almost guarantee that you are not going to get the results that you aim to achieve. So I still understand that tracking everything you eat is tedious. Kind of going throughout the day and just tracking things as you eat them is kind of can be a tedious process. And that's why I recommend that you create a meal plan that you can follow every single day. So meal plans are really helpful because they take the thought process out of dieting. So you do all the work up front by picking macro friendly foods that you enjoy. So some of the foods maybe that we talked about uh, in this episode, or you can choose your own foods, pick some of those foods and then use them to build an entire day's worth of meals to hit your target macro. So planning out all of your meals ahead of time makes balancing your macros really easy. You don't want to get to the end of the day and have to make up for a poorly planned haphazard eating plan. So for example, I could just eat fruit for breakfast, then rice and sweet potatoes for lunch. And those are relatively healthy foods. But then I would have used up all my carb macros while making very little progress towards reaching my protein and dietary fat macro targets. So at dinner, I would just have to eat tofu and avocados and drink a couple protein shakes to have any chance of hitting my protein and dietary fat macro targets. So while this is kind of an exaggerated example, it really highlights the fact that balancing macros throughout the day is really an important thing. And this is kind of a common issue for vegans uh, when they're creating a fat loss meal plan. They don't kind of uh, really purposefully balance out everything as they are structuring their meal plan in the first place. So kind of more specifically, many vegans struggle to hit a high protein intake without going over their daily calorie target. This is why I always start the process of creating a meal plan by nailing down the main protein source for every meal, like we've already discussed, 
Protein is the most important macronutrient for vegan fat loss success, and it tends to be the most difficult macro target for people to hit. So you should allocate the necessary macros to your protein sources first, and then you can go ahead and start adding in other foods that are higher in carbs and dietary fat to kind of fill in the gaps of your meal plan and hit your daily macro targets. So during the process of creating your meal plan, it's really important to be real about what constitutes a protein source. This is something that we kind of touched on uh, with the quinoa stuff. But uh, there are many foods that vegans embrace as being good sources of protein. Um, I think we just kind of uh, have this chip on our shoulder because lots of people look at vegan food and they're like, oh, where do you get your protein and stuff? Well, <laughs> everything has protein. Right. And yes, that's true. But uh, you shouldn't rely on plant foods like nuts and quinoa to as your main protein sources. So um, nuts are not a protein source. They are a dietary fat source. Quinoa is not a protein source. It is a carbohydrate source. Yes, these are good sources of protein, but it's not what I would build uh, your fat loss nutrition program around. So just be conscious of what kind of foods you're consuming and what macro profiles those foods have. All right, so that's going to be a wrap for this episode. I would highly recommend that you go ahead and use our free vegan macro calculator on our website. You can just head to theveganjim.com. It just takes a few minutes to calculate your macros, and knowing your macro targets is really going to be a game changer for your results. So I hope that you found this episode to be valuable. Um, if you're focusing on fat loss right now, I wish you the best of luck, and uh, I hope that you got some valuable nuggets from this episode that you can apply to your fat loss nutrition program. So wish you all the best and we'll catch you on the next episode. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out theveganjim.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at theveganjim.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.